0: Hey everyone and welcome back to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman. I'm the pastor at Valley Christian Fellowship in Longview, Washington and today we are looking still in John chapter 15 really at Jesus and his his choice of the disciples and remembering his choice of us. Now I think many of us, uh, we have memories of uh, you know, elementary school, on the playground, and we're going to play a game, and there's going to be two different teams, and, and people start to get cho- chosen, and sometimes we might remember being chosen first, sometimes we might be the one choosing, sometimes we might remember being chosen in the middle, or or maybe chosen last. And we think about that, and, and that kind of choice is based upon merit, you think about on the playground, you, if you're playing a game of kickball, well, the person picking is going to pick the best players first. But that's not the kind of choice we have in view here when we look at John chapter 15. We have to remember that you and I, the disciples, everyone has uh, approached Christ as those who are dead in our trespasses and sins. Jesus did not go and find the best of the best, the creme de la creme. Jesus found the average, ordinary guys that, that he chose to be his disciples. See, the point is not that they had earned his choosing. Rather, the point is that he sovereignly chose them. And more than that, he chose them for a purpose. That's what I want us to see in today's text. As we look at Jesus and his choice choice of disciples and his, his choosing of you, I want us to see he chooses you for a purpose. Let me show you what I mean. John chapter 15, verses 16 through 17, the scripture reads, it says, Jesus is speaking, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. Now, look at this text. Jesus says, he says, look, you did not choose me. You did not figure out some spiritual enlightenment on your own. Rather, it's by the work of God in their lives and the divine choice that, that they have been chosen to be his disciples. This was true of the 12. This is true of you and, and of I. We don't come to our senses in and of ourselves, but rather the light of the glory of the gospel is shown to us. We are drawn to Christ. He chooses us. Well, we didn't choose him. But look, he chooses us not so that we could be filled with some sort of spiritual pride or or a kind of a, a moral superiority over others, not so that we can look down our nose at, at anyone else in the world. No, he chooses us and he appoints us or he sets us apart that we should go and bear fruit and that this fruit will abide, it will remain, it will continue. And we, we've already talked about fruit and fruit is seen in Christian character and fruit is seen in Christian conversion, that we should, we should be transformed, become more like Christ and we should live for his purposes. We should, we should live the kind of life that makes a difference for the sake of Christ this is the fruit that he wants to see in us that he wants us to bear as those who have been chosen by Christ. He says, when this happens that you can ask anything in the father to the father in my name and he will give it to you. What, what is it that Jesus has in mind that we should ask the father? Well, here, here's some examples. Father, help me to be less selfish. Father, Help me to turn away from my greed or my pride. Father, Lord, I'm struggling with lust. Would you, would you turn my eyes away from worthless things and preserve my life according to your word? These are the kind of prayer requests that the Father will answer when we ask. Or, Father, would you give me opportunity to share the gospel with my brother or with my sister? Would you give me the opportunity to share the gospel with my coworker or my neighbor? Would you soften their hearts and open their minds? These are the kind of prayer requests that are they're reflective of the fruit that we are called to bear. Verse 17, these things I command you so that you will love one another. All of this is rooted and grounded in love. All of this is seen through and through in, in a Christian's love for other believers and, and this growing experience of God-word love expressed in brotherly and sisterly affection toward the church family. This is fruit or character, the conversion of others, and the expression of love, especially within the church family. And This is the ancient way for our modern day. Christ has chosen you. Not because of how good you are, but because of how good he is, because of how good his plan is. And he has chosen you so that you now will bear fruit. Sometimes in theological circles, there's a a phrase people call the, the, the frozen chosen, right? Oh, I'm in Christ, and so I'm just going to live my life in my my frozen little atmosphere where I'm not making a difference for the gospel. No, there's no such thing as the frozen chosen. Rather, if you have been chosen, you have been called to bear fruit, to become like Christ, to be aligned with his mission, and to love those that that have also become disciples of Christ. And this is our ancient way for our modern day.